Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt and restored, equipped and empowered and revived and healed. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Great to be with you today for another episode of Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Friends, we are living in some exciting, exciting times, and many, many, many people are understanding this like never before. I mean, we are we are living in amazing times. We had just recently come off a 21-day fast, and one of the things the Lord told us on that time of fasting and prayer was that it was going to be 21 days of breakthrough of breakthrough. You know, everyone usually compares fasting to, you know, pushing a rock up a, a hill or something of that nature where in the beginning it's difficult to do that. But as you get further along and you gain momentum, if you will, in that time of fasting and prayer, when you get to about the midway point, day 10, day 11 of a 21-day fast, the momentum shifts and all of a sudden what seemed difficult and your body's going through it and you're, I'm used to eating all this great food and, oh, I don't really want to do this and you kind of fleshly a little bit or whatever, but then when you continue to press in, usually there's a shift and a change and things completely are dramatically different. But the Lord told us this year, it wouldn't be like that. It would be literally 21 days of breakthrough. There would be no difficulty. It would not feel uh, tumultuous in the beginning, but it would be right away, as I felt like God was saying, as you obey me, son, right away, there is going to begin to be breakthrough, 21 days of it. In personally in your life, in the family, uh, in the church family, in everything, every ministry, everything that we're responsible for, I, I felt like the Lord said, son, you're going to see breakthrough. And standing now on the other side of that 21 days, the Lord has been faithful to his word. He has brought about breakthrough every day of those 21 days. And then after the fast was over, things that we never could have possibly even imagined. And so one of the things that happened after the 21 days is I had a very profound and vivid dream where our team was leaving a restaurant and right there standing in front of us was a man waiting to be seated. This particular individual had a noticeable injury because his arm was in a sling. It was secured in a sling. And I heard the voice of the Lord say to me, lay hands on that man. And without hesitation, after receiving permission from him, I laid my hands on him. The man seemed very skeptical. However, when I touched him, when I touched his injured arm, immediately I felt a surge of power come through me from the Lord, through this vessel, and God touched this man instantly and completely and totally healed him in a moment. This man was in shock that he had now full mobility and was able to rotate his arm around completely. He couldn't do that before. And after this, he took the sling off and proclaimed, I'm healed. We rejoiced with him, 
telling him that Jesus Christ loves him, that Jesus is Lord and Savior and he is the healer. We also then shared the gospel with that man. As the dream continued, I walked out of that place, out of that restaurant, and suddenly, as we're standing outside in the streets, several buildings, the doors of several buildings just burst open, and a flood of people came out of their office areas, out of these buildings, and began asking the team and I if we would pray for them. They told us they had just come from work, and we noticed that many of them, each of them actually, had handwritten prayer requests and of like injuries, what they needed prayer for, all these different things written on post-it notes. There was such a hunger and a faith in these people to believe that Jesus Christ could heal them. It was astonishing. As we laid hands and prayed, many were touched by the Lord instantly. Some dropped to their knees, proclaiming Jesus Christ, even fell to the ground weeping and thanking God for healing and delivering them. It goes on. I also heard the words, vessels of Bethel, uh, in the dream, which is profound, vessels of Bethel. And I've, you know, I'm a student of scripture. I know the, the book of Genesis very well. And I remembered that the word Bethel was in the book of Genesis. And so I went and I began to, to seek the Lord you know, for exactly what he was saying through that phrase, vessels of Bethel. And what's interesting is that if you go to Genesis chapter 28, verses 16 through 19, it says this, it says that Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place and I did not even know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took a stone he had put at his head set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city it had previously been was the name Luz. And so we first see this name Bethel in the book of Genesis. And Bethel was the name that Jacob gave to the place where God revealed himself to him. Jacob said, I didn't even know God was in this place. And all of a sudden, wow, how awesome is this place? Because God is here. And the place is called the house of God or the gate of heaven. And so I, I'm thinking about this phrase in the dream, vessels of Bethel. And I really, I really sense the Lord saying that he is preparing, forming, and fashioning and molding his vessels of Bethel. Many have been going through a time of intense pruning and pressing recently. And I hear the Lord saying that you are coming through this process and the result of that process will be an unadulterated flow of the most pure and fragrant oil that you've ever seen. Remember, at Bethel was a place where, where Jacob poured out the oil. It, at Bethel, Bethel means the house of God or the gate of heaven. So the house of God is supposed to be a gate of heaven. And if we are a vessel of Bethel, you know, the Bible says that the kingdom of God does not come by our careful observation, but it's in me and it's in you if we've been born again. And so is it possible that the Lord is bringing forth a revelation that Yes, that place in Genesis was called Bethel because God was there, but God is in now in the believer in the New Testament. You know, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the vessels of Bethel. So we are vessels of the house of God. We are vessels of the gate of heaven. And so I felt like the Lord was saying that in this dream, he's saying that although many churchgoers have become accustomed to him moving in a certain way in the church house on Sundays, or maybe your midweek service on a Wednesday, the Lord is calling his sons and daughters to understand that he is not only going to move in powerful ways in his church house, but he is going to be moving 
everywhere the church goes, everywhere the body is going, he's going to be moving. So there is an opportunity for all people, people who don't know the Lord, people who've walked away from the Lord, for all people to encounter the kingdom of heaven and Jesus Christ, who is the king of the kingdom, through these vessels of Bethel. I heard the Lord say, watch, for I will not just continue to move in mighty ways in my church house only, but I will move in the schoolhouse, in the family house, in the government house, in parliament. And even in the White House, I realized earlier in that dream when we were praying for these people that that there was actually this understanding that we were not in the United States of America. Uh, we are. We live in the United States of America. Our church is in the northeast of the United States of America. But in this dream, when we were praying for this people, when those, when that building, the doors, of the buildings burst open, there was a there was a messenger that yelled out and said, "Man of God, we've got to go." This is continuing back at home too, and we're needed back there. And I looked around and noticed all these landmarks were not from the United States of America. And I'm like, wow, we're in England. We're in the United Kingdom right now. And so I believe, beloved, that this move of God's spirit, many have been prophesying about you know, the last call, the last major outpouring of God's spirit, this understanding that Jesus is coming soon, the second coming of Christ, and that there is going to be a generation to prepare ye the way of the Lord. And I believe all that. And I believe that one of the ways that the Lord's doing that is that he is bringing forth his vessels of Bethel for such a time as this. He is bringing forth, he is causing people to understand that the church is not a building, but the church is the people of the building. The church is two or three gathered in his name, those who have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. That's where you get the word ecclesia from in the Greek. And that people are going to begin to start encountering the church on the move, vessels of Bethel going to the street, into the streets, beginning to pray for people in restaurants, beginning to lay hands on people if they hear them say, I'm sick or I'm hurting or I'm depressed. And they're going to have an encounter with the house of God right there. They're going to have an encounter with the gate of heaven. They're, they're literally going to have an encounter with Jesus Christ through these vessels of Bethel. Why? Because Christ lives within us. He is the hope of glory. His spirit, Holy Spirit lives within every believer. Hallelujah. And so I believe that the Lord is, is bringing this forth for such a time as this, beloved. I was so inspired. It was powerful when I had this dream. And, and I also thought about, after this dream, I began to think about John chapter 11, verses 40 through 44, when, when Jesus is talking to, to Mary and, and Martha regarding the death of Lazarus. And Jesus said in John 11, verses 40 through 44, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? And they then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, Lazarus. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, and they may, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with cloth. And Jesus said to them, now loose him and let him go. And I see that as a picture of people. Some people need to be raised from the dead. They're, they're not born again. And so the cry is this, Lazarus, come forth. I hear the Lord calling to the Lazaruses. If you're listening to me today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as, as Lord and Savior, and you sense that, man, my life is in ruin and I'm, I, I, my life is falling apart, there's a reason why you're listening to this podcast. 
uh, brother or sister, because God loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever would believe in him, that means you, anybody, everybody, whosoever believed in him would not perish, but would receive everlasting life. And so all you have to say is, Lord, I repent. I don't want this life anymore. I place my trust in you, Jesus. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you came, that you took my place. I'm not worthy of salvation, but you freely give it because you laid your life down that all might be saved. And I repent. I don't want to, I don't want to do this stuff anymore. Help me, Lord. I, I need your salvation. Save me. And friend, if you said that, and if you repented, truly repented, believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth, you, you shall be saved. You're believing in your heart and you're confessing with your mouth. And it's a free gift. But I hear the Lord saying, not just to the Lazaruses, the ones who are dead, that, that now Lazarus come forth. Now Lazarus, now this man's been born again. Okay. He's been raised to life. But now it's not just that, but I'm also speaking to those who have been born again, but still have grave clothes on. You have, you have grave clothes on. You still have bondages. You have things attached to you that don't belong there. I hear the Lord saying that you're being loosed of those grave clothes, that God is, God is telling people, go loose that person. This podcast, this word of the Lord coming through the podcast is helping to loose those grave clothes. Be delivered right now in Jesus' name of, of infirmity. I sense the spirit of infirmity on those who are listening, some. I, I sense that there's rejection on some who are listening. I, I sense that there's pride and, and anger on some that are listening. I sense that there is insecurity, depression, and anxiety, and even suicide suicidal thoughts, tormenting things that have tried to come and weigh you down with heaviness. Some are ministers that are listening to me right now. And through COVID, you almost lost the whole ministry that God entrusted you with. Some are are leaders in the body of Christ right now that are listening that feel like, I can't do this anymore. I I don't want to do this anymore. Be encouraged because you are encountering vessels of Bethel. You're going to begin to encounter them. You're going to see them in restaurants. You're going to see them in the streets. God is empowering his church to go to go and give the invitation to everyone. The word of God says in the book of Matthew chapter 22, it talks about how the invitation, the parable of the wedding banquet, invitations were given. But some said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the wedding. Uh, And then the Lord says he sent out others. And then the others gave the invitation. And then those people who who received the invitation said, uh, they made light of it. They thought, oh, I still have time. I'm gonna, I'll get to it when I get to it. But then the word of God says that finally there was a group that no one thought was worthy of accepting those invitations. But the Lord was talking about the harlots and the prostitutes, the murderers, and all the people that society looks down upon. And the understanding is this, if you are religious, it's very difficult to receive the invitation. But the Bible says that he who has been forgiven much loves much. And so if you are in ruin right now, if you're listening to me and that you are, you are in sin, uh, whether you're not born again or whether, that, whether you are and you just fell back into it, understand that the Lord has a plan and a purpose for your life, brother, sister, that you are royalty in God's kingdom. Uh, those who feel like you've fallen off and you can't get back up, the Bible says the righteous man falls uh, seven times but gets up the Lord is bringing you back. There is a turnaround coming in Jesus' name. I speak to you a turnaround right now, a John 10, 10 turnaround, that the thief comes only to still kill and destroy, but Jesus Christ has come to give you life and that abundantly, even to the overflow. And so 
these vessels of Bethel. I believe that the Lord is restoring many who feel like they've become an ignoble vessel. They feel like, Lord, I haven't carried your your anointing the right way. I don't feel like, oh God, that I did the right things. I, I hurt people. I, I, fell, I stumbled. I fell into sin. I sense that the Lord is restoring you and he wants you to understand that there is a process, but he is molding you. He is forming you. He is fashioning you. You are a vessel of Bethel. The Lord is fashioning a new wineskin because he wants to pour in fresh new wine and, and oil, but the old wineskin would have burst. The old wineskin couldn't handle what the Lord wants to pour in. I hear many have been crying out. I hear by the Spirit, many have been crying out to the Lord and saying, here I am, send me. And I hear the Lord saying, get ready, beloved vessels of Bethel, for I am about to pour in and through your life and use you for my glory in powerful ways for such a time as this. I hear the Lord saying, I am sending you forth to advance the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So there are those who are going to encounter vessels of Bethel. There are those right now that are encountering vessels of Bethel. Uh, even through this podcast, the Lord has spoken you know, to us about this. Or you're encountering vessels of Bethel even right now. And even those right now who may not feel like they are a vessel of Bethel, Lord is, is restoring. He is birthing that new wineskin. He is making you a vessel of Bethel. And that just, again, simply means that you are a yielded servant, that you are a son or daughter that has said, Lord, I yield to you. Make me who you want me to be. And, and that you may not even know that the Lord is moving among your midst right now, just like Jacob. But Jacob, when he laid his head down, he said, surely the Lord is in this place. You might just be pastor. You might be just uh, preparing a message and teaching it like you always teach. But then all of a sudden, as the shepherds were in the field, the Bible says the angels showed up and they started singing glory to God in the highest and, and peace on earth and goodwill to men and started pointing to, the, to Christ, to pointing to a deeper relationship with Christ, pointing to, to an encounter with Christ as those shepherds then went and approached uh, where Jesus was being born. I really sensed by the Spirit of God that the Lord is about to bring us to a greater revelation of, of the gate of heaven, of what that means, of really what his house is to be. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it. Have we made God's house something that he never intended it to be? I think we all might want to reexamine you know, what we're doing in our house in, in, our, in our family. And if you're a leader in the church, if you're a pastor, if you're, you're one of the other fivefold uh, ministries, I want to encourage you, pastor. I want to encourage you, teacher. I want to encourage you, evangelist, prophet, apostle. I want to encourage you, fivefold leaders, and even other leaders who may not be a fivefold leader, so to speak. I want to encourage you. Are you doing, are we really doing what God said to do? And if not, it's not a condemnation. It's let's get back to what God said to do. He said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, really a house of worship as well. And so I hear the Lord saying, as true vessels of Bethel, the way to really yield ourselves over to becoming that if we're not right now, or to be growing as a vessel that will bring forth the gate of heaven, as a vessel that will bring forth encounter with, with the house of God and with God himself. I hear the Lord saying, it's time to get back to the place of prayer. It's time to get back to the place of worship. Second Chronicles 7, 14, everyone always wants the sins forgiven. They want everything restored. They want the land healed. But God said this, he said in Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will what? Humble themselves and pray and seek my face, which speaks of worship, and turn from their wicked ways, which speaks of repentance. Then will I hear from heaven, God said, I'll hear you, I'll forgive your sin, 
and I will heal your land. See, everybody wants God to hear them. Lord, hear me, and God will hear you. Everyone wants to, God, save me, and God will save you. Everyone wants God to heal the land. Lord, heal America. Lord, heal England. Heal Australia, Lord. Heal Africa. But here's the question, beloved. Are we doing what his word says? Are we humbling ourselves and praying? Are we seeking his face? Are we turning from wicked ways? If we do those things, if we do what his word says, he is faithful. He watches over his word and he will perform it. He will hear everything. Not just hear, but he will hear and move. He will forgive the sin. He will bring you back if you've backslidden. And he surely will heal the land. I'm talking to many who are nation shakers right now. I hear this by the Spirit. You're hearing this for a reason today. For thus saith the Lord, I've called you to be a nation shaker. I've called you to be one who would stand in the midst of your nation in intercession for revival. I've called you to stand in the gap to turn the whole tide of the way that your nation is going back to me, saith the Lord. For many are listening to me today that your nation is going one direction, but the Lord is raising up Esther's and Daniel's and Nehemiah's, even Jonah's, who are about to go and preach the word and stand in intercession to change the trajectory of the current direction of the nation. The nation is going one way. It's going away from the Lord. But as men and women faithfully stand in the gap, who are called in the nations, destiny of your nation is coming forth and the trajectory, the way the nation is going right now is about to change and go back toward Jesus Christ. Come on, if you believe that, give the Lord a shout today. I'm excited about that. Are you? Amen. And so friends, let's pray today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance and may may he give you his peace. May you realize that you are a vessel of Bethel. You are a vessel of noble, worthy purposes. And God is going to use you to shake your family, to shake your community, to shake your region, to shake your state, and some of you even to shake the nations. God bless you. Until next time on Gems for the Journey, goodbye. If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James 1.27, Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high-quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiplied millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.